1: Find our free video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?
0: So today we're talking about the big M word masturbation, masturbation. <laughs> no, we didn't plan that that's scary that we both went there because that's our dirty mind Idiot. well it's you know it's one of our most popular shows i think because it's like yes. a mysterious experience yes
2: definitely go listen to that if you i have should
0: questions never say about it mysterious Myster- <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it's i meant
2: oh my goodness no okay. we are talking about money 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 we've it's, had it's a it's a thing. And it's January, and I feel like we're all looking at the budget, and we're planning out our goals for the year, and it's just a good time to, like, think about this. It is,
0: and, you know, you're recovering from Christmas, possibly, so we've just had a lot of parents recently ask us, how do I talk to my kids about money? Which might sound crazy, but when you really start to pick it apart, you realize how much it affects so many things. I mean... Having it, not having it, spending it, saving it, giving it, tithing it. What if my spouse and I disagree? What if one's a saver and one's a spender? There's just a lot to it.
2: Well, and, you know, you hear it all the time that kids are getting out on their own and they don't know how to budget and yep. they don't, you know, they're go to, co- if they go to college, I remember when I went to college, all the credit card applications came. Oh my goodness. That first and, week of school, all the booths were I out. mean, I went crazy. I, I was making 2 a.m. Taco Bell runs, charging it on my Visa. $4.55. Yes. $4. 55, yes. You know? Like, and then, you know, 10 years later, I'm trying to get it all paid off mm. because I had taken Dave Ramsey and I was mm. like, okay, we got to get in our, we got to get this. Under control.
0: That Taco Bell cost me five (laughs) hundred (laughs) and sixty-two dollars.
2: Darn you, Taco! (laughs) That Midnight Chalupa. Yeah, (laughs) not worth it. (laughs) But that's what we would do. You know, we would study. Sometimes we would party, and then we would go to Taco Bell. Like that's what we would do. So. You know, I wish I would have had a lot more conversations in my home when I was younger about money. I, yeah. I wish I would. I, I wish that would have been available, and um, I don't know that there was a lot of tools and resources out there, but there are now, and I think it's a, a much easier conversation to have with our kids. It is, and I think it's. You
0: know, as with everything we say here. Again, it starts with knowing yourself, knowing your spouse, (laughs) and building an intentional foundation. Because, I mean, I'll give you an example. Like, when I was preparing for this show, I was trying to think of some things that just come to mind immediately when it comes to money. And the first one, which my kids always laugh about, um, is that only rich people order drinks and dessert. Have you ever heard of that? No. Growing up, we never ordered a beverage like Sprite? Are you kidding me? Like my mom really? would have looked at me like I was asking for, you know, the moon. Really? Like,
2: Only rich people
0: order drinks and desserts. That's well, what my mom I mean,
2: would say. We didn't even go out to eat because you know my my mom was a single. I know your mom was a single mom she was, too. Yes. But we were we were we had a little bit of trouble with the finances. You know, yeah. we were we struggled a lot, and yeah. so we, I never went out to eat. So like to even get like a cheeseburger was would, a big from deal. McDonald's was a big treat for me. Yeah. And times have really changed. I oh, mean, yeah. How much food we have available, the options we have available. Even the price is different. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I, I mean, my kids order a Sprite, and I've never said to them, you know, only, only rich, rich people. people. Like, or I've drinks never, and desserts. I've never said that because they would be like, well, we're not rich. Why are we ordering this? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, the funny thing is, though, my mom would say that all the time in passing, and I never really thought about it, but it became a part of my DNA. So when I had kids, the first time we went out to eat, and they were like, oh, I want to have a Orange juice or whatever. I looked at them like, you, "Are you you're crazy? Drink water? Do Tap you think you rich? <laughs> yeah." Like I kind of lost it a little bit. Which crazy, was crazy mom mug came out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and I realized in the conversation, you know. At the table, like, oh, this has been ingrained in me that that you don't do those things. And so having – kind of realizing where you come from and what your truths are and where you operate from is a really great place to start. And then you got to have those conversations with your spouse.
2: Well, and I feel like, you know, how you grew up is going to affect that. If you're a spender, if you're a saver, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Because – you're carrying that around without realizing it. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, Matt and I recently did, in our Month of Marriage series, we did a show about why we had fought over gifts because mm-hmm. we have. We have fought over mm-hmm. gifts for like 20 years. Yes. <laughs> like, he would buy me gifts and I would get mad. And then, like, it was this whole thing. You mm-hmm. gotta go listen to that show. But, mm-hmm. It's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Our past had made us think certain ways about gifts and money and how that fit into the budget. Yes. And how we were brought up was affecting that. And we didn't even realize it. We did not even realize it. Because you're just operating out of what you know. Yeah.
0: And what your truths are. And that's why, you know, in our video series we did, you have to know your family DNA. You need to know the stories. You need to know what happened. And your spouse needs
2: to know that so they know why you're reacting the way that you are to things. That's on the – let's just do a plug right now. Let's do it, girl. Because that is on the marriage video where yep. you and Charles lead. And it's so good. And you guys gave us such great tips there. Mm-hmm. And if you have not checked out the video series, you got to go to nexttalk.org and click on videos. Yep. Because right now in January is the perfect time to start a group. Yes. You can get those nine weeks in with your neighbors or just with your spouse. Mm-hmm. You and your spouse Go through Absolutely. it. You, you all can be a little group. Yeah. You know, or gather gather a few friends, but from now you can get it done before school's out. You're wrapped up for the summer, mm-hmm. but you can get that in, and it's gonna help you so much as you have free time over the summer to Absolutely. have some really great conversations with your kids and your spouse. Absolutely. Check
0: okay. it out. nexttalk.org Okay, plug over. Nine week video series. Yeah, commercial over <laughs> But you
2: just made a way for it. And so I'm sorry. I just it the in there.
0: No, that was good. <laughs> it was good. And you know the thing is, the money topic is still one of the number one reasons people divorce. Mm. So you know that those truths are ingrained in us and you've got to unfold all of that, like peel back the onion layer by layer and be open with your spouse. Like, this is what we did. This is what we didn't do. You know, I I remember my dad one time saying in passing, but it stuck with me, bankruptcy is just a cool way to start over. And he probably didn't mean that. He probably just was saying it, but it has stuck
2: with me. So you think it's an option?
0: Yes. I always thought it was an option. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to get all these credit cards and, oh, if it doesn't work out, I can just do this bankruptcy thing. So
2: I grew up thinking there was a big stigma around that. Yeah. yeah, big stigma around it. And it was like, you work four jobs before you have to do that kind of thing. That's how my husband grew up, too. Again, it's like a different, just how you were raised, what has been told to you and what sticks in your brain. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's been interesting with my spouse and I is um, when we first got married, I was... The saver and Mm -hmm. he was the spender Mm -hmm. because he grew up, you know, and had more money, and so he never had to worry. I grew up, and we had to worry about money, and so it always made me want to have a, a nest egg you know because yes. rainy day like I never want my kids to have to beg for a cheeseburger because we can't afford it you yes. know like and so that was always my fear mm-hmm. like we always have to have money in the bank mm-hmm. and he was the opposite like it's fine like I'm we're, I'm getting a job I'm supporting like we're yes. good you know because he didn't have to struggle as much and now we've swapped. Yes. Like, he has become the saver. Mm-hmm. And I'm more like, because I guess I've been with him 20 years, and he's become He's more, rubbing off on you. Well, well, and two, I feel stable financially, yeah. you know, because he's we've worked really hard. Mm-hmm. And we took Dave Ramsey right when we got married, and mm-hmm. we stuck to it, and we're in a a pretty good place, you know, there, it can always be better, mm-hmm. but we're in a better, much better place than we would not have if we did not take Dave Ramsey. And so I feel like, well, we can spin this. Like, it's fine. Like, it's, yeah. we've got it, we, you know. Um, and so it's been funny to see how we've switched spots. Mm-hmm. And so now we have to, like, talk through those things. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I think that that's the key, is you have to talk. Like, you can't assume that your spouse feels the same way you do about money. You can't assume that they understand where you're coming from, why you freak out when they want to buy a new car, yes. or why you feel sad when they want to save up money like there's nobody's business. You know, those are things you got to talk through and then find a balance, and that becomes your operating place to parent your kids through the money. Um, And that's so key to find a balance. You can't go one way or the other or someone's going to feel like they're not being represented. So finding a way to come together with um, your goals now and in the future is really important before you start telling your
2: kids how to operate with money what I have found is the more Matt and I communicate about that the more I don't get mad at him for yeah. the way he is well yeah because you know but I understand the why behind it I'm like oh I never realized that you know yes. and he's the same with me absolutely instead of getting irritated that I was taking back his gifts that he was buying me and I was like we don't I don't need this mm-hmm. instead of like him getting offended by that now he looks at it and he's like oh I get it you're mm-hmm. just not used to getting those material things and you don't yeah. know how to receive you don't and, know how to re- receive it and so it's a whole thing the whole money thing
0: there's so many layers to it there are and you know I realized recently we talk a lot about having like tools in your tool belt and you always want to use that for good and not for bad and that has helped um my husband and I very much talking through the money things lately because he knows okay this is a trigger for her this is a difficult subject when we talk about this in regards to money so before he brings it up he takes a step back and he's like, all right, I need to preface this with this is going to be a challenging conversation and I'm not attacking you. And, you know, I know that this is hard for you to talk about, but I feel like it's important. And that helps me to like let my guard down like, OK, he knows this is difficult and we're able to talk it through and without the emotion yeah. there. And so having that Um, knowledge of your spouse's triggers and their past and their beliefs also helps you to prepare the conversation.
2: I would also say, you know, reflecting on Matt and I in our money and our budget and how we did it. When we started doing Dave Ramsey, we did it together, which was great. But my role in the relationship was that I would take care of the finances. So Mm -hmm. I did the budgeting, the Mm -hmm. taxes, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that kind of financial stuff, right? And we noticed that Matt was feeling like kind of controlled. Like I had the envelopes and I determined what went in him and I was figuring it all out. And he was feeling like this was early in our marriage before we had kids. He was feeling like he had to ask permission. I'm doing the air quotes right now. Yes. Ask permission. permission. And so we had a moment where we had a blow up, you know, Mm -hmm. early on. And we sat down and I said, oh, you need to be involved in this process with me. You need to know why this envelope only has this much money. Like your free spend money only has this much money because all of the money went to pay off this debt and this debt because we're doing the snowball effect that Dave Ramsey says, right? Well, don't you feel out of control when you don't know what's going on? Yes. You know? And so ever since that day. That was before we had kids like at least once a month. We try to come together for an hour or two, Mm -hmm. pull up the monthly budget, Mm -hmm. look at it. We know where every dollar is spent. Mm -hmm. Um, Now we don't do the envelopes. Um, We get cash back rewards, but we pay it off, you know, at the (laughs) end of every month. But we're disciplined enough now that we can do that. We were not many years ago. We were not disciplined enough to do that. And so, um, but that has been great for us to see. We're all on the same. Pa- we're both on the same page. Yes, and we're able to be like, okay, this is why our free spin fund is not that much this month mm-hmm. because we had to do this, and we mm-hmm. had this extra expense of the sports activity and mm-hmm. oh, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever is. is popping up. You know, you got to talk through
0: those things. Be on the same page. Let them do see the budget what's going together. Do the budget together, and talk about the things that you've take for granted. I think that's really important. Um, Like when Charles and I first got married, we weren't talking about college for our kids because we didn't have kids. But as we had kids, you got to talk about that because your beliefs may be different. <clears throat> you may think, we are going to save all this money and we're going to pay for our kids' college. And your spouse may think, they're going to work for it. We're not paying for your college. And it's important before you get to that point that you know the plan. So think outward also, not just in the moment. College, retirement. What is retirement going to look like? Your vision may be different than your spouse's. And now would be the time to think through that versus when you're already there. Absolutely. So think now. Where are we coming from? What's our family DNA? How does that affect how we feel about money? And then in the future, what you want your family to look like. And after you've done all that work and you're on the same page and you're budgeting together and you know your goals, short
2: and long term, then you got to let your kids into your financial world. If you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio at 2 p.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is listener-supported. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online and strengthen families is accomplished through your donations. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. Okay, Kim, you had just moved us in into, okay, we're on the same page with our Mm -hmm. spouse. We've Mm -hmm. talked through those goals. We're budgeting together. We're looking now and long term. Mm -hmm. And now we got to bring our kids into the conversation. So what does this look like? How can we do this effectively? You know, Dave Ramsey said, if you don't teach your kids about money, somebody else will.
0: And that really has stuck with me because even though my mom did a pretty good job of letting me into her financial world, she was a single mom and she showed me some cool stuff, um, I still wasn't prepared when I went to college. And like you were talking about earlier, that first week of school and like that – you know, it was um, that meeting, that general meeting area. I can't remember what they called it, but it was like where we went, and there was like a cafeteria, like a and common, and, like the common something. Yeah, the common something. I you don't know, know what know. I'm
2: saying. Anyway, been a little bit since I've been on a college campus, I know. I'm gearing to start that touring with my kid. Can you believe that? That's crazy. So I'll know that. So you're going to see soon. what I'm talking yeah, about yeah. if they still do. I it. know what you're talking about. Though. But they
0: had lined that common area with credit card companies. It was like walking into a trap because here I'm starting school and I have no money. And I'm walking down and they're like, Do you want a free t shirt? Do you want this awesome glow in the dark frisbee?
2: Like, I don't know. And your new roommate has all these designer clothes. Yes. And you're like, I need that too.
0: Yes. And they and were s- like, just apply. You can decline it later and you can have all this free stuff. You can have this twenty five dollar gift card and I so I applied probably like to twenty of them. Oh. I didn't know. I only did like two. But twenty? Not twenty. It was probably more like six.
2: Which is crazy, <sighs> yeah. But I crazy. think that's what happens. And then you have it in your wallet, and it's so easy to go on the late night Taco Bell. And you runs. want the chalupa so bad. Yeah, but you're you like, have no, I money. gotta have the Nacho Supreme right now with guacamole. <laughs> so then you're like, well, I'll just use the card this one time.
0: And yes. then before you know it, there's thousands and thousands of dollars racked up
2: on these cards, and
0: you're like, what in the world?
2: You're like, what did I, what did I buy? Right. I have nothing to show for it. Yeah, because it was mostly food. Chalupa. And drinks. I have, like, yeah, And the, uh, let's just, yeah. So all that to say, those are the conversations,
0: those real conversations that you've got to let your kids in on. You can't just say, credit's bad. That's not going to affect them. They're not going to remember that. You've got to invest in them by telling them the
2: stories and making it come to life for them. So my, my kids know about the 2 a.m. Taco Bell runs. Yeah. They know about them. And yeah. I have said, you know, before I had you, my oldest daughter, I will say before I had you, my goal was to get all the college loans and the credit cards paid from college, yeah. and I worked my tail off mm. to get them done right before she was born. Like mm-hmm. literally, I was like eight months pregnant and paying off the last <laughs> one. you were working at Taco Bell. But at I midnight. was. <laughs>
0: Gotta pay off this chalupa.
2: I actually was, I got a little sick, you know, because I don't have good pregnancies. And so I was working from home, but I begged my boss. I'm like, you gotta let me work from home. I'm so (laughs) close to paying off this. I was a paralegal at the time. And so by God's grace, he let me do that. But um yeah, I mean, so so I've had that conversation. Like, yeah. it was hard mm-hmm. to pay all that off. I don't want you to be in that same situation. Now, yeah. you may have, at some point, you may have to do a student loan, or you may have to. Because how we're kind of telling our kids is we're going to pay a percentage, and they've got a percentage. Yeah. And so, you know, we're four years away from this thing. Oof. And so our conversations surrounding college and how to pay for it are like every night at the dinner table. Oh, like, we're yeah. talking about this thing. Absolutely. Um. One of the things that we do as a family is if we have a big decision to make, mm-hmm. like a big financial decision, mm-hmm. maybe it's a new car or, you know, whatever, like we need. To, and I, when I say new, I mean new used for us. Yeah, <laughs> we normally same here. New what, to us is what, what we say. What we normally do is find a new model that we love. And then we'll search the used, like, I'll be like, this is the one I want. And then we'll do like a three hour search for a used car that has low miles, that Mm -hmm. has hopefully everything that we wanted in that new car. Anyway, but we talk with them about that, like, and we say, this is going to be what it cost us. And because we're paying for this vehicle now, we're gonna have to reduce the amount that we're putting in your college fund mm-hmm. because of this and the or you know, like have that conversation, Absolutely. like what that looks like. And it really makes them appreciate like like when we go to test drive, I'm like, Do you need more leg room? Do you and they're like, Well, we don't really need this because if it's if we're gonna have to take it out of this fund, like if we're not gonna be able to eat out as much, yeah, then maybe we don't need that. Yeah. And it it puts it, it helps all in them per- analyze. Yes. Puts it in per- perspective.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't get the word out. Perspective. No, it it's it in perspective. Well, it's just they understand the concepts better. I will say my mom did a good job of doing that when it came to buying cars and also checkbooks. Like she sat me down every month and was like, "Let's look at how you balance a checkbook." That's so great. And she walked me through that and showed me how to do it every month and Um, So I understood that concept and where money went and how close it was sometimes. And then every time she bought a car, she brought me with me. And I remember sitting at the table with the negotiations and passing the paper back and forth.
2: That's why you're such a good negotiator. Exactly, You have that skill. I don't. It's my dreaded thing. But for you, you're like, let me negotiate. Yeah,
0: I love it because it's familiar. Again, it was something my mom normalized for me and was like, you're going to need to know how to do this someday. So you can come start. Come with me now, and what so a great I remember skill. doing all of that. But then she also said this other thing, which has also helped at times. It's terrible, but she would say, "Sometimes you gotta rob Peter to pay Paul." Oh no! Isn't
2: that funny? <laughs> like it? Just I has- have. S- <laughs> that is just. I have heard that expression so much from the older generation. It's an older from our generation. generation thing because we don't say it. No. If we said it to our kids, they'd be like, "What? Say what? Yeah, no." Yeah.
0: But she said that, and it stuck with me. And I remember saying that when we were first married to my husband, when I was first married, and you know it was really tight, the money, and we were trying to pay this, but then we couldn't pay that. And I'd be like, "This is how we're going to do it. We're going to shift it, and the dates are going to be like here, and it'll
2: overlap." Sometimes you got to rob Peter to pay Paul, and he was like, "What?" Yeah, he thought it was crazy. It's it's like working the system. Yeah, work the system, or just understanding that you know this fund is going to affect this fund, and yes. it's that's whole. It's a whole concept. It's a whole concept.
0: So you've got to let them in. So many parents shield their kids from sometimes the dirty business of money. It just can be down and dirty sometimes. Like, this is going to happen. And you can make it positive by letting them see how it all works. Let them into your world with the details. Explain things like depreciation. I think that's a really important one. You know, when we buy this vehicle, this is how much we're going to pay for it. But literally the moment we drive off this lot, this is how much it's worth.
2: Yeah, my husband always tells the kids when we're looking at a car, you know, like, um, this we have to have a car. Like yeah. we have to have a car to get around. But what do we need? Like we need yes. a reliable something you know, so the when they're when they're saying, I want seed eaters in the back, mm-hmm. okay, well is that a, a need or a want? Because yeah. we don't need that. No. You know, but just having those conversations with them. Um, you know, we've said this before, but Dave Ramsey has great tools for parents mm-hmm. and kids. Mm-hmm. And he has this whole step plan. I don't know how many steps it is. What is it? Eight? I can't remember remember. I don't remember But it's either. really great. It helped us early on in our marriage. I heard one pastor be real simple um, and say, you know, live by the 80-10-10 rule, mm-hmm. which was give 10, mm-hmm. you know, and um, save 10. Mm-hmm. And then... You live on 80%. We do that with our kids. I think they that's have, a real simple way.
0: It is. They have three, they each have three clear piggy banks because they need to be able to see the money go up and down. And they say 80, 10, 10, give, save, spend. And so they know when they want to go buy something or whatever, they can freely from the spend. And then there's the save and there's the give, and that's their tithe. And so they just, in starting those things at a young age, so it becomes their. Normal Norm. operating procedure. Norm. They're like, this is just what we do. And you want to model things like impulse buying. Like I would love to walk in the store and be like, I love that what I'm going to buy it right now. But if I do that every time,
2: then we're modeling
0: that, We just buy what we want when we want it.
2: This is so good. Like, teach them how to use coupons. Like, that is a big thing, too. I teach them how to do that. I show them how Groupon works. Like, we use that. That's a tool that we use. Um, My daughter has loved thrift shopping. Yeah. And she was hooked the first time she went because I think we spent $60, and she got two bags full of designer clothes. Like, they were awesome. Yes. Right? We found a couple thrift shops here Mm -hmm. in town that are just clean and nice and Mm -hmm. awesome. And when we left, I said, honey, if we would have gone to the mall it, for 60 or, I, sixty or $70, I can't remember what it was. It was under $100. I said, you may have been able to get one pair yeah. or maybe with jeans or one outfit, yes. depending on the brand or yes. whatever. And that was her moment. She was like, why don't... I mean, she always wants to do thrift shopping. Absolutely. Like, that's her thing. But, like, just it was a simple conversation. Introduce them to these alternatives. Show them
0: how to see the world through different eyes. And let them into all parts of your financial world so that it's not a mystery to them. And so they're equipped when they get older. And then plant those seeds of financial wisdom. Because just like I said, all those things that I remember growing up, like only rich people um, order drinks and dessert, they stick with you. So... You know, like, it's always better to give than receive. Model that. Just simple things like we tithe first. Yeah. Bam. That's it.
2: doesn't have to be complicated. That's a big one for us. We talk to our kids about they know how much we tithe. Like, Mm -hmm. one time, my daughter was having this high school project where she had to research careers, and then she had to do a budget, which I thought was amazing. So smart. It was amazing. And uh, she came home, and she said, how much do we make, and can I see our budget? And my husband and I looked at each other first and we're like, should we? And I was like, yeah, we're doing this. totally." And, you know, her seeing the tithe part, Mm -hmm. she was like, so we can do the new car. And I'm like, yeah, but we're not, that's not coming out. We're not taking anything out of the tithe. Like that, 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 that one never moves. You know, it just adjusts to the salary, the 10% kind of thing or even more. And so, um, but that was a great conversation. Just
0: absolutely. We
2: are sticking to that. We'll go without a new car before we break into our tithe budget, you know, now we can we can break into our eating out budget to pay for the car (laughs) but just having those conversations knowing that everybody has to make priorities and I mean unless you're a millionaire or a billionaire but you still have to be handling it well
0: I love what this mom told me the other day she said growing up we had money a lot of it but my dad always said we have the money for this whatever it was but we're choosing not to spend it there
2: I love and she that. said, that
0: just really stuck with me. And she uses that with her kids. Like, yes, we do have the money, but we're making the choice to spend it elsewhere. And just some of those wisdom pieces that you can share with your kids that they can hold on to, just like scripture, it stays in their mind as they grow up. Like Matthew six twenty four, no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You
2: cannot serve both God and money. So good. As we wrap up today, one, understand your relationship and beliefs about money. Agree on an intentional plan with your spouse. Two, let your kids into your financial world. And three, plant seeds, good ones of financial wisdom.
1: Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM 630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world we are here with practical solutions to help you follow us on facebook instagram and twitter find our free video series and podcast at next talk.org are you ready for the next talk